Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 50. It's a mock draft Monday. I'm Alex Podry, and with me is Mr. Brian Klemecki. How are you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've started to look forward to these Mondays. Right. Uh, right. We're, God, a week and a half away now. Yeah. Ten days, exactly, uh, where some of the best players in the country will head out to Vegas. Uh, the guest list is starting to come out. So it's always interesting on who the NFL thinks is going to go in the first round. Yeah. Included in that is Matt Coral. <laughs> He's heading to Vegas. Yeah. That would make me nervous. You know what's funny is when these guys come out on day two with a two on their jersey. It's yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's kind of degrading. There, it, you know it is, but there was one guy, it was a couple years ago, he ended up sliding to day two, and he had a pretty good attitude about it. He's like, look, I've dreamt about walking across this stage yeah, and shaking life. Roger Goodell's hand. If I have to do it on Friday instead of Thursday, damn it, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, and <laughs> you know that's the right right attitude probably to have. Yeah, because God, we talked about this last week. Coral could be the second quarterback off the board, yeah, or he could be the fifth quarterback off the board. Yeah, and if he's the fifth quarterback, he's definitely going day two. Yep. If he's the second quarterback, he's probably going day one. So it's yeah interesting to watch. Uh, kind of who's going and who's staying home and who's going to watch it with their family. Uh, but we digress, we digress. Ten days away. <clears throat> uh, this is the most excited I've been for a draft in a long time. Why is that? It's just so much unpredictable. I was thinking about it more and more. No consensus first overall pick. I, and and the variance. Like some people have Kyle Hamilton as their top-ranked prospect. Whether or not they have him going yeah. number one overall, they have him yeah. as the best prospect. I saw another mock draft that had him 15th. Yeah. Um, you had Charles Cross last week, I believe, going 16 overall to, to, the, Saints, to yeah. the Saints. Someone had him as their number one tackle who could be off in the top five. I mean, and that's yeah. your, your number one quarterback, who I think is now close to a consensus in Malik Willis. He could go number two. Yeah. He could go number 10. I think that's what's exciting about these quarterback this quarterback classes because there's so much like unpredictability. Like last year, you knew okay, Trevor's going one, Zach's probably going two, San Fran's got the third pick, they're gonna go quarterback. Like you kind of knew the first three picks were gonna be quarterback. Yeah. This year, you got no idea. You have no idea. Yeah. And um, you know, is Detroit gonna trade out? Is Detroit gonna go a different direction? No matter what they do, that's when the draft really starts. And then you got teams like Houston and the New York teams who probably yeah. want to get yeah. back and accumulate picks yeah and we talked about a whole handful of teams that yeah. maybe want to jump up in that range it's going to be and what was the last time we've had eight teams without first round picks so you have all these teams <laughs> with multiple first round picks and so it's just kind of a i feel like it's it's so unpredictable from that aspect too because you have like the giants and the jets that have two picks in the first you know 10 picks do they keep them? Do they trade back? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Like the Eagles, we just saw the Eagles. Like they had three first round picks, and they looked at the roster and said, "We can't take three first round picks, so let's spread them out." You know, we'll see what the Saints do now with their first two the the two first round picks they got. Like, so a lot of unpredictability in this. And the exciting thing for future drafts is this trend is going to continue. Oh, for sure. You're seeing like a split in the league. Yeah. And the Rams, I think, 
they pioneered it. They pi- well, I think teams were always kind of dipping their toe in it, but now that the Rams did it and won a Super Bowl doing it. Yeah, copycat league. It is, and you're going to see more teams that are going to chase veteran talent. Yeah. And they don't value draft picks as much. Yeah. I, I don't know how many it is next year, but I think it's at least five teams already don't have first-round picks next year. Yeah. So that trend is going to continue, which if you're a draft-happy team, you appreciate, like the Packers. They'll just continue to accumulate picks. Mm -hmm. And teams like the Rams and the Saints and other teams will probably just... See, they're going to have the smart teams that, you know, the Rams. And you're going to have the teams that are think they're smart, like, say, the Jags, Miami. (laughs) And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, we can copy this, and then just flame out, and then you're just looking at, like, three years of misery. Like the Texans or something. Yeah. It's... It's always an interesting question, especially with the teams that spend that type of draft capital on skill positions, specifically wide receivers. Yeah, that's. I think that's the the main talking point in the league because now you're you're seeing a shift to 25, 27, 28, 30 million dollars for a wide receiver, and you look at these quarterbacks you're like, well, my quarterback's making forty, and my number one wide receiver is making thirty. Like, mm-hmm. how much are you willing to invest in that duo in those two positions? Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And then you're going to have other teams like Kansas City. The Packers, I think, would have spent the money on Devontae, but Devontae seemed to have already won it out. But you got teams like the Chiefs who are like, all right, Tyreek, you want 30? Go get it, man. Right. Like, where do you want to go? We'll send you there. And they're just going to try and find, you know, a younger, cheaper guy in the draft. So it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think the better long-term strategy is the draft and develop. It's more consistent. Yeah. But if you watch these teams kind of super load and they know like the Rams, okay, we got a one, two-year window. It's going to be hard for other teams to sit back and just watch that happen year in and year out. For sure. What are your thoughts on the teams with quarterbacks on the rookie scale contracts than going all in on that rookie scale contract like Say like like Tua, they got Tua in Miami, and they went all in on Tyreek Hill. Like I think that's more of a safer bet than being like Derek Carr. We just paid forty million. We're gonna go all in on Devonta Adams. Yolo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week with the Chargers. The Chargers and the Bengals, to an extent, are in such a luxury position. Yeah. Um, because you have a top five, top seven quarterback, depending on how you feel about Burrow or Herbert. Right. And they're making you know pennies compared to their counterparts yeah like that's why i don't have as big a problem with the chargers spending 20 mil on both mike williams and keenan allen yeah and they might draft another guy too you know Mm -hmm. i think what's going to be interesting to watch is what happens with kyler murray yeah because he said you know i'm not going to play unless i get a new contract well most of the time when they extend quarterbacks they'll extend it after their fifth year option yeah which would mean the cardinals have a two-year window Mm -hmm. the way he's coming out makes me sound like no, no, no. I want you to rip this contract up, and I want to make 50 this year. Which, if that's the new precedent, then your window as a team shrinks considerably. What, by a year? Two. Two? So after your third year in in the league as a quarterback, if you make it already? You can renegotiate. Yeah. And then your fourth year, you'd already be making 45 million as opposed to your sixth year. That's pretty... That's a nice deal, though. Yeah. But how many... I'd be curious to see how many quarterbacks make it to the Super Bowl in the first three years. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about elite talents. You're not talking about the Tua's. You know, no. you're talking about the Kyler Murray's, the MVP type candidates. But have they, they haven't made it to a no. championship game. I mean, usually you get, you know, you. it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. 
and when you're paying your quarterback, you know, 25, 30% of your cap, it just makes it that much harder. So, But that's why, as from the team's perspective, okay, yeah. we'll extend you, we'll pay you. Yeah. But it's got to be in year six. Yeah. Flip side of that, do you see Arizona making the Super Bowl in the next three years in that Kyler Murray window? No, I mean, I don't. No, but then it begs the question, do you pay Kyler Murray $50 million? Uh, yeah, I mean... You can't start over. That, exactly. I mean, that's why Kyler's got the, the got leverage. leverage. You can't start over. But at the same time, if the Cardinals want to play hardball, okay, bro, you're stuck here for five years, and then we're going to tag you, and we can tag you twice. God, I just I just hate doing that with quarterbacks because you're just killing your like franchise morale. Everyone sees it in the building. It's so dramatic. Um, if everyone in the locker room feels it, everyone's getting questions from the media. Like your third string wide receivers getting the questions in the media. Like, hey, what's going on with Kyler, bro? Yeah. You know, everyone's feeling that pressure. Um, and then he looks like a dick if he leaves or, you know, if he holds out and takes, you know, $50 million, like you're playing with fire. Like Jerry almost lost Dak, for instance. Um, Washington lost Kirk Cousins and look at the, what they, they've been doing since Kirk Cousins. I'm sure they would love to have Kirk Cousins right now. <laughs> no kidding. <clears throat> What's Baltimore going to do with Lamar? Exactly. Uh, they're flirting with fire there because it sounds like they're just going to let him play his fifth year option. I think it's more Lamar betting on himself than it is DaCosta not giving him his money though. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, well, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it pays to be patient. I talked about that this morning too in the podcast that came out today. Patience has paid off for Lamar Jackson so far because he's got to see the Deshaun Watson deal. Yeah. He's going to break whatever Josh Allen got for sure because yeah. he let Josh Allen go first. Yeah. I so, think that's the right move. When you're the like elite of the elite, just let everyone else get paid. Then you go to your agent or your mom and yeah. then, uh, be like, hey, Ma, I need 55 because Pat over there got 50. Fully guaranteed, too. Fully, fully guaranteed that bread. It, it will be interesting to see next year, like – is there a waiting game between Herbert and Burrow? Yeah. Neither one of those guys probably wants to be first. Exactly, yeah. So, interesting stuff. All right, well, let's get back to the draft. So, we're now on pick 21. We did 11 through 20 last week. 11 through 20 is where, you know, shit could hit the fan. That's the most interesting 10 picks in the draft. Yep. And, you know, we went through... So it was Washington, Minnesota, Houston, Baltimore, Philly twice, New Orleans twice, L.A., Chargers, and then the Steelers. And there is a very good chance that half of those teams don't trade in that part of the draft come the actual draft yeah. between trading up yeah. a la the Saints yeah. and trading down yeah. Philly, Baltimore, Texans. L.A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there could be chaos in the middle part of that draft. Yeah. All right, but... So we got 21 through 32 this week. Uh, New England, who, just to recap their season, there was not a streakier team than other other than maybe the Miami Dolphins, who like went one and seven and then finished. What did they finish? Nine and seven. They went. Yeah, they went eight of the last nine. I think. Yeah. Um, New England kind of had a similar boat. They started one and three. Then they got to nine and three. They were the one seed at one point. Yeah, yeah. And then they finished ten and seven and got blown out in that By wild like card 48 game. Forty-eight, yeah. nothing. So, where does New England go? They got a young quarterback, really no wide receiver options. It sounds like Nikhil Harry. They picked up Devontae Parker. They did pick up Parker, but I think Parker needs a counterpart. Yeah. Um, they got the two tight end sets, which we all know Belichick likes to go, and they have what might be one of the best defenses. Mm. Although they lost J.C. Jackson. Jackson. So where do you have 
New England going at 21. So it sounds like you kind of want them to go offense, but I have them going defense. I have them going and taking Andrew Booth, Jr. from Clemson, the cornerback. Yep. They lost J.C. Jackson. I think that's going to be huge. Bill Belichick's been a defensive-minded head coach. Um, they need some versatility back there in that defensive backfield, especially with uh, going against Josh Allen. Now you got Tyree Kill in that division. Um, so you didn't have much depth there now. Uh, you're kind of getting older overall in that defense. So I think they need an infusion of youth. Not a not a bad pick. My counter to that is if Belichick is comfortable in anything, it's yeah. developing corners. Yeah. Uh, J.C. Jackson was an undrafted free agent. Um Stephon Gilmore was uh, like fourth round pick, fifth round pick. Yeah, but he came in for agency. He was already. Oh, that's right. He was in Buffalo first. Yeah. Uh, but there was someone else that um, was like undrafted. Malcolm like Butler. Malcolm Butler. I think he got him back too. I think he's back in New England. Um, which that guy peaked at the right time with that Super Bowl interception. He, yes, he made did. a career out of that interception. Oh, <laughs> yes, he made actually like thirty million dollars in his career from that interception uh, for like a slot corner. Yep. Um, so you know, I think. Like I said, at 21, Booth is probably a good pick. Like you said, you got to replace an all-pro corner. I could see them going wide receiver. The problem with them is they have not had decent luck at, I mean. I mean, Mac Jones got by last year with the lack of receiving talent for, I mean, the latter part of the year. He had Hunter Henry come on. He's got a good offensive line. He's got Damian Harris. He's got uh, Ramondre Stevenson. So, I mean, you're looking at like a power run game. A lot of play action. A lot of play action, game managing from Mac, and then hopefully defense gets you by. If they don't go wide receiver in day one or day two, they need more out of Jonu Smith. Oh, for sure. They're paying him a you know a way too much money. Bucket full of money. To you know, I was looking at their salary cap today. Uh do they still have Nelson Aguilar on that team? They do. Eh. Um so you got Aguilar and you got um Jacoby Myers, Aguilar, Devontae Parker. Uh, a bunch of guys, not a bunch of like you know, no wide receiver ones, but just like a bunch of guys. Yeah, but you know, two of your top ten cap hits are tight ends. You know, the worst part about the situation is, is you go from Josh McDaniels to Joe Judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's it's like um, it's like Nick Saban in Alabama. He takes those guys who failed at head coaches and brings them in as coordinators, and you know, you get into the Belichick system, and I think. I think they'll be fine. Their right. their problem is I think I, I their division's catching up to them and ever since Brady left that fear of New England's gone. Hey, they had a good 20 22 year run. So <laughs> seven it's about championships, damn six time. championships. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Um yeah, I just I mean Buffalo's the cream of that crop of that division. Yeah. Uh Miami got a lot better. Oh yeah, or, Miami's coming. Or at least they spent a ton of money. We'll yeah. see if that translates into wins. Um, and the Jets, if they can stop doing Jets things, and they got two picks in the top ten, they just brought don't in some, blow those picks. They brought in some decent right. talent. That division's getting harder, yeah. much harder. Okay, um, number twenty-two. So we we've talked about Green Bay the first two podcasts, yeah. but now we're actually here. Can't stop talking about them. Now we get the the spotlight on them. Who do you have them going at 22, and then we'll talk about trade opportunities. So who, if, if everything stays put, where do you got Green Bay going at 22? All right, so more thing about this. The Packers, I mean, you have to take a wide receiver, your first pick coming up in the draft. So you have to go wide receiver. I'm taking Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Okay. Um, you know, he ran a 4-5-5 at the combine. People kind of shitted on him for that. But 
he had like a run at at Arkansas, like a screen pass. He took like ninety yards, and he was like clocked at like twenty two miles per hour. So that would have been, you know, kind of like Tyreek Hill type speed. He plays faster than he exactly. Runs. So like people kind of compare him to like a. I mean, he's not DK Metcalf, but like he's got like that speed, that body. He's six two, you know, two twenty five, just massive. You can't tackle this guy in the open field. So when he gets going, he can get that top gear. He, you know, he can run, you know, more of the four three ish type than a four five five. Yeah, you and I have been kind of well, me more than you have been the Chris Olave cheerleading squad on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you have him off the board already. Yeah. Honestly, if there is a prototypical wide receiver that the Packers would want, it's probably Traylon Burks. He's built more like Devontae Adams. Yeah. They probably don't need a six foot one, 190 pound guy. Yeah. They're probably looking for that bigger red zone target. Yeah. I mean, Alan Lazard is, is bigger, but this is kind of what they would like. Yeah. Uh, him and Christian Watson probably fit that mold the best. Yeah. Uh, I like Burks. I wasn't concerned about his combine at all. He, he, he looks way better on film. He needs to clean some things up a little bit in the route running category. He's a little raw. Yeah. But, man, the guy's got great hands, great catch radius, and you get the ball in his hands, he is dynamic for his size. Yeah, and he's got a little Debo to his game. Like, he can mm-hmm. take, like, a you know, handoff and take it, you know, 10, 15 yards if you need to. He's got that, like, running back type body where you can handle that punishment. So you can do a lot of things with him. Like the screen game, uh, quick slants, uh, we know – we know Rodgers likes those quick outs. Like he can take the ball, you know, two yard catch and make it, you know, fifteen yard gain. And the best part about it is, if he lands in their lap at twenty two, I don't feel like that's a reach at all. Right. You and I had talked about, and we'll talk about this now. You know, do they trade twenty two and maybe one of their seconds, and probably like a fourth or fifth, yeah, to get up into that thirteen, fourteen, seventeen range to go and get a guy like. Jameson Williams or maybe Drake London if he falls. Yeah. Um, if they stand pat and get a guy like Traylon Burks, that's kind of right where you want yeah. him to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got two options. You stand pat and you just take the guy who falls to you. Hopefully it's a Traylon Burks is there. Like we were talking last week, like you might have like five, six receivers go by the time pick 20 comes along. You might have to trade up. Um, you got all these teams behind you as well that might want a wide receiver to look in the trade and leapfrog you. Um, Patriots, like we just said, like they could go wide receiver. You got everyone in the league would love to have a, another wide receiver. What does Kansas City do? Exactly, they need a Kansas City is the needs big. maybe a strong word. They want a wide receiver, <laughs> yeah, uh, and they got two first round picks. Um, we could, you know, in between picks twenty two and twenty eight, when the Packers draft again, Tennessee could probably use a guy opposite of AJ Brown. Buffalo's got a luxury pick; they might go someone mm-hmm. opposite of Diggs. Yeah, Dallas is always famous for drafting a first-round wide receiver. You know, and if, you know, the one team that I could see taking in Traylon Burks, if it's not the Packers or what have you, is the Cowboys. The Arkansas connection with Jerry Jones. He loves his wide receivers. It's the perfect Jerry All Jones about the connection. Glam. Yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, if they trade up into the mid-teens, and I do think Lafleur and Gudekinst are more aggressive than Ted Thompson ever was. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up. He's tr- he wheels and deals in the first round like every year. He's got no problem going up. He's got no problem going down. He's got no problem going down and then going back up. Yep. Um, yes, if he thinks he can get who he wants or an extra draft pick, he's not afraid to do it. If they do go up, who who would you like them to go after? 
Uh, my heart tells me Jamison Williams. I mean, he just, I think without that ACL injury, he's by far the best wide receiver in this class. Um, if you're scared of the ACL injury, um, I'm looking at Garrett Wilson. He would fit that size, speed that you're looking for from a wide receiver. Drake London, to me, doesn't scream Packers wide receiver because you're looking for someone to take the top off the defense. You need some field stretcher, a guy with speed. Drake London, and he's 6'5". He's got that Lazard-type body. He's way better than Lazard, but you don't need – you, you don't need the, the you know the clone of Lazard at the other wide receiver position. You're looking for multiple um, var- or variants in your wide receivers. So you need someone with speed. You lost MVS. So I'm looking either Garrett Wilson or Jamison Williams. Yes, um, I would agree. I like I love Olave, but like I'm not trading up. You don't go up to get him. Get he either falls at 22 exactly. or you let him go. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Drake London scares me. Uh, coming off that fractured ankle too, I was watching his pro day workout. It was, I think, one of the first times he's kind of getting back into it. Did he run a forty at the? At the he did not. Yeah, that's scary. Um, so he only did like individual drills, and even then, like he was showing that he can get in and out of breaks, but he was coming up and kind of jogging through the motions. I mean, he was basically just saying like, "Look, the ankle's yeah fine. It'll be fine by August." Yeah. It just scares me. You know, his comp, I keep seeing like baby Mike Evans, but to me, he's more like a Vincent Jackson. Yeah. And I'm just not thrilled with Vincent Jackson. Not, he was a decent to good receiver for his entire career, but he is not like a, wow, this is Mike Evans. This is a top 10 pick. I just don't see it. No. And like some of these other guys, I think like even Christian Watson, who could f- either go in day one or early day two, He's got a lot of things to work on, but his upside is through the roof. Tremendous upside. Um, London just screams, yeah, like probably a good wide receiver through his whole career, but yeah. he's going to get like 800 to 1,100 yards and like six touchdowns every year. Yeah. Um, not who I'd want to trade draft crap, ca- draft capital, <laughs> easy for me to say, yeah. um, to go up and get. Here's an alternate universe for you, which will just hit me. It's going to send Packers fans to the moon. <laughs> I think in this draft, <clears throat> so let's assume a couple things. Let's assume Willis comes off the board easy, yeah, and you get some of these other teams to scramble up for quarterbacks. Pushing some wide receivers down. You're going to see a run on edge rushers. Yeah. And then probably a run on wide receivers. Yeah. I could see all those things happening, right? I could then see the Packers trading up into the 15-16 range for a tackle like Charles Cross. Hmm. That would be I don't like that. I think Charles Cross is a true left tackle, to be honest. Like putting him on the right side, he's more of just like a pure pass blocker to me than he is like a road grader. And I want you you have Bakhtiari, you got Elton Jenkins. I just want like that big just I'm gonna smash you in the mouth tackle on yeah. the right side. I'm just saying maybe it's Evan Neal who slips. Maybe it's uh God, if Evan Neal slips, from Clemson, I'd love it. Or the but, kid from NC State, yeah, Aguanu. Yeah. I can never say his name, Aguanu. So just maybe call him, it's just call him Icky. Icky, <laughs> maybe it's Icky. You know, someone like that is probably going to go. That's going to fall where they shouldn't because I think some of these other positions are going to take precedent. I could see the Packers going like, "Hey, we have a high first round grade on this guy. Let's just go up and get him." So let me ask you this: out of the top ten picks, we have. Hutchinson, Willis, Walker, Gardner, Neal, Kenny Pickett, Thibodeau, 
Wilson, Icky, and Kyle Hamilton. Out of those 10 picks that we have right now, who do you think would fall out of the top 10? Uh, one of the tackles. You think one of the tackles? I think Icky could fall out of the top 10. Wow. I think I think it would be hard for Neil to fall out. Uh, who knows at the defensive tackle slash defensive end spot, Thibodeau could slip. I was going to say, I think what if Kayvon Thibodeau hits the <coughs> goes like to like 13? Are you thinking Another about it? Another candidate I that I could it. totally see the Packers doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you and I have been talking for weeks now. You can't have enough edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, he is probably the best pass rusher, pure pass rusher in this draft. Oh, for sure. Um, he fits the 3-4 mold they like to play. I think he's the best pure pass rush talent, and I don't understand why people are knocking him for his lack of motor. Like That's like his knock, and we're like, oh, we don't want to take that guy. He doesn't, he doesn't love the game. Like, you know who had the exact same knock was Rashawn Gary. Right. And that guy's a stud. He's a stud. And I, I think between you'd have a solid rotation between Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, and Thibodeau. Um, another, Imagine that trio on third down. Good God. Another guy who you're not going to like this because you have him going like number two or number three. I've heard Trayvon Walker, Trayvon Walker all over oh, the board. Yeah. I've heard number one. Yeah. I've heard 13. Yeah. Hey, I am on the Trayvon Walker, uh, the train there. I love him. I don't think he's slipping out of the top five. If he was at 13, though, I would trade up in a heartbeat. Yeah. But another guy, right, who could, you know, what I mean, there's Kyle Hamilton could fall out. I would not like to see the Packers go and get Kyle Hamilton. But another guy who could slip. And, you know, if you get get this run on quarterbacks, right – you yeah. could have let's say Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, and like two teams, like say like the Saints take one, and some mystery team like the Seahawks or whatever, or the Steelers trade up the and Steelers. go get yeah Coral or yeah. Ritter or whoever their favorite exactly. guy is, and then you know you have Atlanta going Wilson yeah do the Jets then panic and go wide receiver yeah and then what does Washington do I mean you could get these guys who are like in the top fifteen start to stick yeah. around yeah and i could totally see the packers loving one of these guys i mean god they did it for jordan love for you know I what about doing. what about Derek stingley yeah i mean that would be great i mean they're what if he hits like what if he gets to like 17 they're you know the only problem with the stingley pick corner is not a problem right now true i mean they they got stokes who had a phenomenal rookie year Jair, who's coming off the injury, but is a top five corner when yeah. healthy, and then you re-sign Rasul Douglas. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, when a how far do you let a all proish type talent fall? Where you're just like, f it, let's go get this guy. He's a stud. Or do you just like say, ah, we don't need corner. We're good. Let's pick something. Let's take a tackle. Like I don't, I don't know. Like that's kind of the game you play. Is like, you know, okay, this guy is going to be an all pro corner. And there's a 100% injury rate in the NFL. Yeah. You're going to get hurt in your career. Yeah. We saw it with Jair. Now, luckily, they were able to, like, Douglas came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, an October God. signing. Yeah. Um, you know, what about if one of those linebackers is sticking around? I could see them kind of beefing up the middle of their defense. I'm just saying some of these positions that we haven't been talking about, some someone's got to fall exactly. to, the, to the middle teens of this draft. Yeah. Do the Packers love that guy enough to go up and get him? 
and it's going to be chaos on the Packers' that's, Twitter. That's what if, I'm saying, Because, like, okay, it's going to see there's a trade. The yeah. Packers trade up to 15. It's going to be the Jordan Love And then we're going to be like, again. yes, they're going to go get, you know, Jamison Williams. <laughs> and then it's, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like, would be a phenomenal pick. Packers ship to 14 to get Charles Cross. And you're like, damn it, Kayvon Thibodeau's on the board. I know, and then Kayvon Thibodeau have 22 sacks Although in two we, years. we kind of went through this scenario a couple years back when the Packers were on the clock and everyone was screaming, take Derwin James. Yeah. And we traded back, and everyone was losing their minds. You know who we got? Jair. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Better player, better positional value. I, I trust Gutekunst. Mm-hmm. So I caution all Packers fans. Yes, the Jordan Love pick was a sunk cost, even <laughs> though I think Jordan Love is a good player, or he will be in his career. Yeah. But trust the man. Mm-hmm. He's done it time and again. Yeah, he's done He's done okay. I just, yeah, I could totally see the Packers trading up, getting a guy who's fallen, who because of a run on a couple other positions, Yeah. Um, they go and get, whether it's you know a guy like Charles Cross or maybe Stingley. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Okay, I, 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 if Burks is sitting there at 22, though, I like that pick. I yeah, think that's a good too. pick. All right, Arizona, 23. Arizona, 23. They could go so many different ways. They lost Chandler Jones, so I'm looking for them to kind of kick back up their pass rush here. So I'm going – it was between two guys for me, but I'm going to go with, like, the known commodity here and George Kalifdis from Purdue. Yeah. His comp is Ryan Kerrigan, steady, you know, not flashy but not terrible. He'll get, he'll get the job done. Good edge defender, um, not that much of a pass rusher, but more of like an edge setter. So, I mean, they play it safe. They go George Kaliftis to play with JJ Watt. Who was the other guy you had going there? Boye Mafi. Yeah, from Minnesota. Yeah, two Big Ten guys. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, steady pick. Um, they they brought back AJ Green, which surprised me. Yeah, another team who probably doesn't need one, but could be in the running for a wide receiver. Someone to go on the other side of Hopkins. Yeah. Well, they got, you know, Rondell Moore. They got AJ Green now back. They got Zach Ertz. I mean, they got weapons. Ertz had a resurgence. Yes. <laughs> Mike and I were talking. Going to the desert and just find the fountain of youth. Mike and I were talking, like, it was like October or November when we started the podcast. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if Ertz is going to play again. And then he, this offseason, signs a four year, yeah. $40 million deal or whatever he signed. <laughs> I was like, well, he's going to retire. Missed, missed the boat on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did have a good. He seemed to be pretty happy to get out of Philadelphia, and yeah. him and Kyler Murray seemed to hit it off pretty well. So well, when your team is looking at you and you know coming off a Pro Bowl season, they're like, "Yeah, but Dallas Goddard's better." And you're like, "Well, <laughs> screw you guys, yeah. get me out of here." No shit. Um, interesting. All right, let's talk about my favorite team on draft day, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. My favorite part is Jerry Jones writes down one name and you have no idea if that name's going to make it to the podium <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh highlighted by the johnny menzel zach martin trade yeah, off there exactly yeah so who do you got dallas going at 24 uh dallas uh they got they got holes on both offensive and defensive line uh i think they go best player available i'm to have them taking Devonte wyatt the d tackle from georgia Opposite of Jordan Davis. Uh, the guy's phenomenal. He ran like a 477 at 300-some pounds. Um, he's an older guy. He's like 23, 24. But, I mean, he's got the experience. He's got, you know, he's got the hardware from Georgia. He's got all the talent in the world. So I think they short their D-tackle spot because they really have no D-tackles. They have Demarcus Lawrence. They got Michael Parsons. They lost Randy Gregory. 
Yeah, but nothing on the inside of that D line. And when Dallas sticks to their blueprint of we're going to have a really good offensive line and we're going to have a good defensive line, they win twelve games a year. Yeah, I mean. I know you're not the biggest Zeke fan, but between Zeke and Pollard, you got a decent yeah. backfield. And, you know, I think another candidate here would be Zion Johnson from BC. I like him too. Um, to replace their middle of the line. Yeah. Um, because that's that's like Dallas's blueprint, right? We're going to mm-hmm. run the ball, and then we're going to make Dak look good in play action. And then if they do it on the defense side, like Wyatt, I think that's a good pick. If you shore up your, your line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, yeah makes you better and that's that's kind of dallas's blueprint it's when they try and do i didn't like the cd lamp pick you know why why is that <clears throat> i just uh, what what was he drafted like 18 last year somewhere in there well two years ago but two yeah. years ago yeah and like now he's going to be the guy right now that amari cooper's gone so yeah. now we'll get a true look at yeah. cd lamp is he juju smith schuster with ab or is he juju smith schuster with no one and he's the guy and just flames out or is he just been waiting his time to get the majority of the targets? Yeah. This will be his year to, you know, yeah. show us what he's got. Yeah. I just think I don't know. I think I think Dallas could definitely use a wide receiver. I could I could see Jerry just making the just get get Traylon Burks, whatever it takes. For sure. Or uh, but uh God, you know, the smart play is just Build your offensive and defensive lines and mm-hmm. just beat the shit out of every other team. Agreed. Agreed. You had Tony, you know, back when you had Tony Romo, you you got Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin. You had just this wall, mm-hmm. you know. Back with Aikman, you had the wall of just Larry Allen, just these monsters, just mowing people down. Why go away with a good thing? Yep. And that's why I like the Zion Johnson pick for them too, because he is a mauler. He's yeah. a great run blocker. Yep. Uh, which is kind of how Dallas likes to go. But with Jerry Jones, you just never know where that direction's going to go. It could be wide receiver again. Yeah, we'll see. He he likes his first round guys, his first round skill guys. Uh, all right. You and I talked about this next pick a little bit. Buffalo, twenty five. Yeah. So Buffalo kind of doesn't need like a whole lot, right? They got Josh Allen. They got Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox. Offense is kind of stacked there, but they're kind of lacking at that running back position, you know? This is the one team where I could see a running back being taken. Uh, best running back on the board is Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Guy's like 6'2", 220, phenomenal frame. Catch the ball with anyone in the, you know, in the game. He's got great hands. Runs a 4-3-9, like complete three-down back. Yep. I think you can take him and take some pressure off Josh Allen. Save some hits on him, too. Can't be running QB sweeps every play no exactly um i was texting you earlier or last week that's where i have Brees hall going i think it's a phenomenal pick for them i would rather use a first round pick on a guy like Brees hall than trading a first round pick for um christian mccaffrey or some of these other backs that buffalo's yeah. kind of been linked to it, quote unquote having interest whatever that means yeah uh you get a you get a first round back you have him for five years you can tag them, a la the Steelers. Right. They're famous for that. Yeah. And you got a guy for six years, and, you know, unfortunately in the NFL, running backs probably don't last much longer than that. Right. Um, but you get a guy like Brees Hall who is a three-down back. He can catch the ball to the backfield. <clears throat> you mentioned four three nine guy. He's far and above, I think, the best back in this draft. Yeah. 
he's probably the only one who's got a shot going on day one. Yeah. And um, I really like I really like him. I like that pick. Like you said, Buffalo's got the luxury of kind of going wherever they want to go. <laughs> this could also be a team to trade back. Yeah. You know, a team that's trying to sneak into the first round to get that QB three, QB four. Yeah. Um, but I really like I really like Brees going here. So let's talk about that running back thing for a little bit. So would you would you take Brees Hall then with the first round first round pick, right? Mm-hmm. Or right now Saquon Barkley's trade value is they're saying is like a third round pick. Would you trade would you trade for a third round pick for Saquon Barkley and just go best player available at twenty five? Or just take Brees Hall and say, now nah, we're good on Saquon. If you can get the Giants to take a third, yeah, you got to try it. Right. For I mean, a third round pick to tr- potentially get the Saquon Barkley from twenty eighteen. Yeah. You you try it. Yeah. Plus, like Saquon had a rough year after coming back from injury, but God, New York's offensive line's horrid. Hmm. Um. So for a third, I think you kick the tires. For a second, no. Yeah, I'd rather get a guy, a fresh guy, a younger guy. Yeah, with five years of team control. Yeah, I mean, shit. At the at this point in the draft, like you're looking at a four year deal for like thirteen, fourteen million dollars. Yeah. So like, yeah, you, like we were talking about this last week. Is you know you get that fifth year option, and everyone's saying don't take a running back in the first round. Don't take a running back in the first round. Well, like we were talking about. 20 to 32 is the best spot taking running back because you get that fifth year option that cheap labor and just cut him loose when you tear his knees up and ride him in the ground for five years and you know he's 28 years old 29 years old mm-hmm. all right you go find your second contract somewhere else yeah exactly i mean and it's kind of like the uh, melvin gordon situation with la you know they had him for four or five years ran with the ground they're like yeah hey, you can go to denver go wherever you want yeah uh, well, I talked about this in the context of Najee Harris versus Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor has a much better situation being drafted in the second round. Yeah. Because he's going to hit – no, he's younger than Najee. Najee was 23 when he came out. Yeah. Which is old for a running back. Taylor, I think, was 21 or 22. But, like, Taylor is going to hit free agency when he's 25, 26. Najee's not going to hit till he's 29. Yeah. Because he's got he's that extra year. And, and he's a fifth-year option. Yeah. So, JT – Especially what he did last year, yeah, it's got to be going. Thank God, I don't have that fifth year option. Uh, yeah, because uh, yeah. he's going to make probably Christian McCaffrey type money. So if you're running back coming out, say you say you're Brees Hall though, like you're like, ah, do I want to sneak in the first or do I just want to play safe and go in the second? I don't get that. If I'm his agent, I'd rather go pick 33 than pick 32. Right? Yeah, the way you the way you spin it, yeah, I'd rather be you know 35, 36 yes. overall. Like you're, yeah, you're gonna lose you know, maybe a million on the front end. Yeah. But you get to free agency quicker. Mm-hmm. And look at like a guy like Aaron Jones, four for 48. Exactly. Like that's where you want to be, where if Aaron Jones had to wait another year. Yeah. I mean, he was much more of a even split with A.J. Dillon this year. Yeah. Like his value is not $12 million anymore. No. No. But let's talk about the uh, sidebar. Let's talk about Green Bay running backs for a second. The Green Bay has is doing it right though at running back. I mean, yeah, you paid him twelve million dollars. You but you keep a three down back, but you pair him with another three down back. And yeah. you got two guys that you don't have to give thirty touches to a game. You save their legs and their longevity just increases. Yeah. Exactly. It it's like the Cleveland Browns model. Yeah. Although Cleveland's playing both those guys top down. Yeah, I mean, now the Packers now. are kind of splitting it where I mean, Aaron Jones, 
this will this next year will be Aaron Jones last year in Green Bay. Yeah. His cap hit goes to like twenty million next year. Yeah. Packers ain't paying a running back twenty million. Nope. So he'll be cut. So his four for forty eight is really two for twenty four. Yeah. But I can guarantee you, whether it's this year or next year, they draft the next guy. And then mm-hmm. they'll when Dylan comes up, they'll pay him. Mm-hmm. And then it's just gonna be this constant rotation where you'll they'll have two contract running backs. Yeah. And I think that's a perfect model for doing it. It's a perfect it. model. I mean, unfortunately, for all of the running backs out there, and you know, yeah, if I represent, very loyal if to I represent, backs. if I represent one, I'll tell a different story. But yeah, it's the way that certain NFL teams do it. I mean, I think the Cleveland Browns model is a good one too, because you're keeping those guys fresh. But it's a little more rare that they're paying pay top both. two guys. Yeah, because yeah. like you're paying two guys, but you're, you know, you're sinking so much of your resources into that position unnecessarily. I just think the guys like Jonathan Taylor are so few and far between. It'll be interesting over the next three years. How many carries do they start looking at his carries, or do they just say "eff it, just run run this guy to the ground and uh, go for it"? I mean, same with Tennessee and Derrick Henry. I don't think Derrick Henry gets another contract. I think he's they're just going to run him on the ground on this contract, and that's it. But if anybody has a shot, it's him, just from his size. Yeah, and. But he's already breaking down. Exactly. He's got that Liz Frank injury. Like He's got like a year or two left, dude. So, you know, Jonathan Taylor, if they continue to give him the ball 400 times a year, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of carries. Not to mention in his three years at Madison, he had 250 carries a year there. Yep. That shit adds up, man. Exactly. Don't be, I mean, don't be uh, alarmed when they take another running back this draft. No. And if you can find a guy in the third, fourth round, like, Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't work, like, all right, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, running backs. Yeah. What, 800K? Shoot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you're a special teamers for a couple of years, and then yeah. we'll let you go. But I, I like the Brees Hall pick. I think it's a good pick for Buffalo. He's the one guy who I could see going day one. Um, so that would be a good fit. And like you said, it would give – you don't need Josh Allen getting 150 carries a year anymore. No, like you got to save this man's body. Like mm-hmm. you don't want him to be Cam Newton. No, absolutely not. 31 years old and being like, yo. The good news is he is a better passer than Cam. He is. If he needs to, he is. become just a pure pocket passer. But save and save the runs for, for like when they, the Cam when you need thing. It. Like Cam's whole career changed in that Super Bowl. He got the living shit kicked out of him by Von Miller and those boys. Demarcus Ware mm-hmm. wasn't the same ever again. Yeah, just too many hits. They just pile up, and then you, you know you're a little gun shy. You, you don't want to run. Teams know you don't want to run, and then it's just pin your ears back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, Tennessee, twenty six. All right, Tennessee, twenty six. Uh, they got Mike Vrabel there, defensive mind head coach. They had a top defense this year. He loves to be very multiple in his defensive sets. I have them taking maybe the smartest defensive player in the draft in N'Kobe Dean. Mm. He is two steps ahead of everybody. They lost Rashawn Evans to free agency. Um, N'Kobe Dean could come in day one, cover tight ends, cover running backs, diagnose plays. He's probably the best middle linebacker at diagnosing plays. Um, he might not be the fastest, most athletic guy like a Devin White, but I was listening to podcasts about this. Do you want a guy that runs a four four and takes an extra second to diagnose a play, or do you want a guy two steps ahead that runs a four six? Yeah, give me the four six guy. Yeah, especially at middle linebacker, it's a cerebral position. Yeah, you're probably calling the defenses. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, you need to be able to diagnose pass or run immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, give me the smart guy who plays two steps faster than the guy who's. 
yeah. two steps faster. Yeah. I don't want my linebacker recovering. I want my right. linebacker going to the right. right spot. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I like Dean. Another guy who you have him going 26, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he goes in the middle teens. The only thing that scares me about this middle linebacker position is teams are valuing it less and less. Like, for instance, Green Bay doesn't value drafting middle linebackers. We've been screaming, you know, for mm-hmm. almost a decade. Take a middle linebacker. You know, the Patrick Queens, uh, the Ruben Fosters. Like, we've been wanting one for so long. We got Devondre Campbell. That was a lucky. Lucky pickup. Yeah, yeah luck, like, just like Rasul Douglas. But, man. <laughs> um, but some teams just don't value middle linebackers. Um some teams are the exact opposite. Like you saw Bill Belichick take Gerard Mayo in the top 10, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, like a decade ago. So it, it's all depending on what teams value. And unfortunately, middle linebacker is one of those positions that just fall on the board. Yeah. We talked about this, I think, last week. Like almost now to be a top 15 middle linebacker, you have to have a pass rushing component to your game. Yeah. You have to be able to create chaos up the middle. It used to be like, can you just stop the run? Can yeah. you maybe cover a tight end and that was it? Yeah. You're expected to do a lot more. You're now seeing middle linebackers slide out to cover slots, um, rush the passer on blitz complex. And at middle linebacker, depending on the scheme, you're dependent on the defensive tackles in front of you. Yeah. Like, I don't think we'll ever see like a Brian Urlacher in today's NFL. Big, like slow. Like he wasn't Huck. slow, but yeah, just like those bigger type linebackers, yeah. like just uh, making two yard tackles and that's it. Like, no, no you're expected to be a playmaker. Yep. Uh, at least if you're going to go in the first round of the draft, right? Yeah. But I, I like Dean and I could see him sliding up somewhere in that 15 to 20 range, but 26 is a good spot for him. And Vrabel's a former linebacker. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, interesting. Well, Tennessee's got you know they got Robert Woods. I think they got AJ, they got AJ Brown, Robert Woods, Derrick Henry. They got a decent offensive line. So Tannehill's got some weapons there. So I could see Vrabel just splurging on defense. Um, I just had a thought that I want to look up before I open my big fat mouth here. <laughs> How many years does? Tannehill got left? Tannehill. So he's got this year and next year, and he's got two void years. You think they could go be a quarterback destination? Like Maybe. Matt Corral or Yeah, Sam someone Howell who slides to them. With, uh, I'm going to say that I'm going to go back on that, not with him having two years left. I could see them taking like a second-round uh, quarterback, not a first. Hmm. Yeah. I could see I could definitely ta- see them taking like a Sam Howell though in the second round. What do you think of Carson Strong? I'm out. Yeah. He's got no mobility. He's got a big arm, put it in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Zero mobility. He's like a shitty big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Not a great yeah. adjective if you're looking to draft him. Yeah. He- before last year's college season, he was a guy who people talked about potentially yeah. going first overall. Yeah, he's got that big arm, but you need, in today's NFL, dude, you need mobility. Not necessarily being a 4-4 guy. You just need pocket awareness, mobility. Can you roll out, bootleg, that kind of stuff? Like, I don't know how high you want like Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan has just nothing left. In no. the mobility aspect. Yeah, and if you're going to be like that, you have to be like Tom Brady and just Peyton have a Manning. complete yeah. understanding of the offense mm-hmm. and where the ball's going before yeah. you um, 
like where you're going to go with it before the play starts, and that's hard for a rookie quarterback. Exactly. Especially from a program like Nevada. Yeah. You know, doesn't necessarily translate to the pros. So, I mean, he's a good like you can as a guy, but I'm not like drafting him to groom him to be my guy to be the guy, but he can be like a like a Seneca Wallace, like you're just on the roster, you're just here to hold a clipboard, and that's about it. Yeah, you know what's interesting though, as I was kind of thinking about it, you know, we're seeing I think more quarterbacks go in the first round for that extra year of eligibility but there are still a handful of quarterbacks good quarterbacks in this league who were not drafted in the first round Dak Prescott Russell Wilson Kirk Kirk Cousins um Jalen Jalen Hurst second yeah. round pick uh but there was another guy in Derek Carr second rounds. round pick yeah so you know there's going to be a guy in this draft yeah that goes in the middle rounds that like three years from now we're going to be like oh how did everybody miss that yeah. It could be a guy like Carson Strong with his arm talent. It could be. I think my guy in that scenario is Sam Howell. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he gets in the first round. This class is all over the board. Yeah. Your quarterbacks, you could talk to 10 teams and they'll have quarterbacks one through five all ranked differently. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so Tennessee is kind of interesting. I I was just thinking on the fly. I don't think they go quarterback, but I – are, what are your surprised. thoughts on Desmond Ritter? I know you're high on him, right? I'm high on Ritter. Yeah. Um, I like his size. How high do you think he can go? What's his ceiling in the draft? Like top 15? Top 10? Top 10. I think honestly, and I mean this sincerely. There <laughs> Sell are Sell me here. There are probably I think there's four quarterbacks that could all go top t- like top no, 10. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I I, I want to phrase <laughs> I want to phrase this very carefully cuz I do not think there will be four quarterbacks in the top 10. Okay. But what I'm saying is there are four quarterbacks who could go top ten. Just because of desperate people. Desperate teams. Tra- and up. I think I think teams have these guys ranked differently. Yeah. Willis could go. Yeah. I think Ritter could go. Yeah. I think Pickett could go. And I think Corral could go. Yeah. And I think Howell could go somewhere in the top twenty. Wow. That would be in that type of scenario, the Packers are sitting there just licking their chops like Yeah. <laughs> but again, that doesn't mean I think there will be four Five yeah. guys to go in the top yeah. twenty. I just think there could be every so, single one of those guys has a chance to go top twenty. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Gut feeling over under two and a half in the top twenty. Ooh, over. Over. With okay. the Saints getting in there. Okay. I think three go three. in the top twenty. All right. I think we'll have four go in the first round. Wow. So, so if the over under was three and a half on first round quarterbacks. So you got Ritter and Pickett going the first and uh Corral. And, Corral. and Willis. And Willis. Okay. All right. I, I could I could see that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if five went. Five's a stretch to me, but But would you be if it happened and like someone trades My, up I would have raised eyebrows. Someone I, trades up with Kansas City or Detroit at pick thirty to thirty two to pick Howell, would you be surprised? Uh it, yes, I'm gonna go with yes. The teams you're looking there to trade up in that first round are teams with like high second round picks. Atlanta, maybe. Atlanta would be a good fit. Um, the well, the Bears probably not. No, not the Bears. Denver, not anymore. No, because the Giants, the Jets, the Texans, Seattle. Seattle could, yeah. I would have raised eyebrows. 
Washington. Honestly, whoever trade, I think there's going to be a trade with that 32nd, the 30th pick. Whoever trades up is getting some raised eyebrows. Like, wow, they're making a move here. They they're signaling something because you want to trade up to get that fifth year option. It's just too many teams. Probably close to half the teams in the NFL are probably desperate for a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I'd say so. And you're willing if it, like, if you're. Let's look at Washington or Seattle. Those guys pick the 10th pick in the second round, so you're looking at pick 42. If you trade up, you trade your second and what, a fourth, a third Uh, to move up that many picks into the first round? So from my recollection, for like – just for uh, reference, like Lamar Jackson went 32nd. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles had the 32nd pick and the Ravens had like 53, and it just cost them like a future second-round pick to move up. So if if you're Washington and you trade this year's second pick, or even Seattle, you trade this year's second pick and then a future second. Yeah. To get a guy, like Seattle right now is looking at... Drew Locker and Geno Smith. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me you wouldn't take at least a shot on yeah. Howell or... Yeah. Ritter, if he's still around, or whoever right. is still sitting there, yeah, they're yeah, that's happening. Atlanta, I can see you that. got Marcus Mariota, yeah. But the the flip side of that argument is some of these teams might just think they have a good shot of getting the lottery ticket of the first second pick next year. C.J. Stroud, like you might you, do? you might still have that if you pick a guy like Sam Howell, that's true. and we're, we we talk about that. It's you easy know, to just pivot and just move on, especially at thirty two. That yeah. guy's gonna make. Like I said, $12 million yeah. over four years. Yeah. If that sucks, you have a good backup, you move on. Right. All right, I agree with you. You right. sold me. I <laughs> sold you. So I could see five quarterbacks going day one. All right, so we left off. Now we go over to Tampa. Tampa. This would have been a prime quarterback candidate. It right. still might be. You draft for the future. You got Tom for – I don't think it is. I think Tom came back to go all in. I think Tom came back because he was pissed that – they ruined his retirement announcement. <laughs> just out of spite? Just, yes. All right, Adam Schefter, here's a big middle finger. He, I'm coming he back. was salty about that. He was sick of going to parent-teacher conferences. And oh, for sure. He's like, dude, <laughs> soccer practice again? Oh, man, I got to get sucks. out of this house. This kid does not throw football like me. Why I'm is out. Giselle always here? <laughs> so <laughs> he got out. Married life sucks. I'm out. going to go back to the league. This has to be. Me and Gronk. This has to be, quote-unquote, the last dance, though, right? Like, he already retired once. kept saying once. that, but, I mean, he's – He's he retired once, but he said he wants to play till like he's fifty. And, and if anybody, all, if anybody can do it, it's him. He looks great. He does look great. He he probably should have been the MVP last year. Yeah. Uh Rodgers got the one seed. They had similar. I mean, he was a passing leader, but they had similar like production passer ratings. Just from a purely statistical standpoint, he had a better statistical yeah. year. Uh, he's fucking 44 years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he got 26 year olds like, well, how is this guy still doing it? Uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so they are not a wide receiver candidate for once. Uh, I think with Evans, Godwin, however, his knee heals, and they got Gage from Atlanta. Russell Gage. Yep. Um, where do you got Tampa going at 27? So, like we were just talking about, you got to protect Tom. Tom needs protection to just stand in the pocket he's not going to escape he's not going to be rolling out so i have him going uh kenyon green offensive guard okay um he might be the number one offensive guard in this draft they lost ali marpet to retirement they luckily just got a bone from 
Bill Belichick getting Shaq Mason for a fifth. And they brought they lost Jensen Kappa, back, correct? Ryan Jensen, yeah, yeah. Their center. They lost Kappa, but they filled that with Shaq Mason. So uh, if you can just solidify the offensive line, I think you're you going to have another 12-win season. So Agreed. They're in a bad division. Yeah. Um, so I would agree with that. They kind of have a luxury pick here. Yeah, they got they everything. Their go roster's kind of stacked. Um, they could go edge rusher. Go edge they could rusher. go like Ojabo if you really want to spend a first-round pick at a guy that might not play. What do you think about the back half of that defense? Uh, what do you got? You got just sticking outside. Uh, they're not loud here. They got Antoine Winfield. They lost uh, Whitehead to the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Jamel Dean. You got Murphy Bunting. You got Carlton Davis. They just gave a bucket full of money to. I mean, th- their defense will be fine. I mean, you what? You want to go safety? Maybe this might be a great pick for Sign from yeah Georgia. Yeah. So you're high on Lewis Sign. Aren't I you? like him. I think he goes day one. Yeah. I th- honestly, if like the hype around Kyle Hamilton wasn't so big, yeah, I think that Sign could potentially have been the first safety off the board. You know, I'm gonna push back on there. I think Daxon Hill would be the first one off the board. Interesting. From Michigan. From Michigan. Just because he. Not saying he is Tyron Matthew, but he has that multiple um, – he can play multiple schemes. He can play in the slot. He can play in the box. He can play your single high safety. He can do everything. He runs a four three nine. Yeah. He is everywhere. Because so I could definitely see him – I think he he's going to go my first round here. Um, I could see him going to Tampa. I could see him being the first safety off the board, honestly. I, Some team like a desperate – nickel. He can play nickel in Daxton Hill, I'm, I mean – Nickel corner, that nickel position, is asked probably the most out of any defensive position. You yeah. have to play the run. you got to play the slot wide receiver, which is probably the hardest position. Um, and you, you got to cover gotta tight play, ends. Gotta, gotta cover t- you got to do everything. Running backs out of the back. Everything. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I would be fine with Daxton Hill, too. I think this might be where a safety goes off the board. Or, or if there's a corner sitting around that they like. I, I'm not... Like, I like how they've built this defensive line, like Vita Vey, Golston, Pierre Paul's had a resurgence since going down Shaq there. Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Uh, you know, they're, they're fine at linebacker with Devin White and Levante David, probably maybe the best inside Duo. linebacker in core. Um, but if I'm a Buccaneers fan, I, I would think maybe either offensive line or secondary. Yeah, I'd agree there. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now we get to Green Bay number two. So you had them going wide receiver first spot. Where yeah. do they go here at 28? So I'm sticking with our boy Trevor Penning at 28. Okay, so he slips. You had him originally at 22. Yeah. He slips. Uh, you, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like originally we had him at 22. Um, but just thinking about it over the last like two weeks, there's no way Kudakunas can just let a wide receiver go at 22. Because, I mean, in real time, in Twitter scenario, in the Twitterverse, he is going to get murdered yes. if for three hours <laughs> before he picks from 22 to 28. If he does not take a wide receiver, they will freak the F out. Oh, yeah. So uh, I got Trevor Penning falling to 28 instead of 22. Um, big uh, – we'll play, obviously, right tackle for the Packers. Big uh, mauler type guy. Way better in the run blocking uh, game than pass blocking. 
he can probably develop a little bit. He doesn't have to be the strongest pass blocker. You got so many guys in that line that can already pass block, you know, to the best of their positions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not looking for a pure pass blocker. You got AJ Dillon, you got Aaron Jones. You're looking to be more of a run heavy team this year, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think Trevor Penning would slide in and fit perfectly with them. Yeah, I um, I saw um, I saw one one guy kind of get all over Penning. He's got a tendency to get bull rushed pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and he was also penalized like 16 times last year. He is, <laughs> he's an, from what I understand, he's a very nice guy off the field, but when he gets in between the lines, he's got a mean streak, which I like. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like holding penalties are killers. Yeah. Got to clean that up. He tossed a defensive lineman into Desmond Ritter's legs. <laughs> that ain't going to fly in Green no, Bay. No. Um, when you he was know, at the Senior Bowl. The thing I'll push back on the penalty thing is, I think Green Bay is probably, if not the best, one of the best developing um, at developing offensive linemen. So they can clean that up. Look at what they've been able to do with Elton Jenkins. Now, he was a second-round pick, so still a high pick. But, man, that guy can play anywhere on the offensive line. I mean, if you want to go through it, you got TJ Lang. you got Corey Lindsley. Like, you guys not – J.C. Like, Treader. J.C. Treader. Guys that were not picked highly that just became, like, all pros. Bakhtiari was a fourth-round pick. Bakhtiari was a fourth-round pick. Yeah. Yeah, out of Colorado. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I like Penning. I know others aren't as high on him. Um what I like about Penning is you now have three guys that can all play tackle. In Bach, and, Jenkins, and, and him. And him. You also have two of those guys who could slide to guard. Yeah. I think I mean Penning maybe not as much as Jenkins. Green but Bay loves the versatility. Yes, and I love the versatility. Yeah. Again, hundred percent. Like their offensive line last year was like Bakhtiari never played. Yeah. Jenkins got hurt. Yeah. And they didn't miss a beat. Right. And that's what you need. The only thing I'm thinking though about it is I'm just thinking about it right now. Is the guy Yash still? Does he slide the right tackle? He had such a great mm-hmm. season at left. Well, and that's why I talked about Zion Johnson at twenty four. He's still on your board. Yeah. Maybe they go big guard. You know what they could do? Double wide receiver. They could. Get like a George Pickens from Georgia. Kirsten Watson's still Christian on the board. Kirsten Watson, yeah. I mean, if if you go like a more traditional traditional route yeah. and you draft, you know, like a Traylon Burks or, yeah, whoever that might be, then you just go get a, a high upside guy. Yeah. Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Ah, I, I'm not high on him in the first round. I've seen either. others that yeah, have, yeah. but he's a guy who's got high upside. Yeah. For me, I think the highest upside guy at this part in the draft is probably George Pickens, six three, like two fifteen, can run in the four fours. Like he's got that and AJ his ball skills type. are yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he's probably the best hands in this draft. I would not be happy with two wide receivers. No, why no. not? I still feel like this team like they have everything. They're like the Bucks. They have everything except wide receivers. Man, maybe it's just because they've broken my heart the last three years. I could see a defensive line, but that's about it. Yeah, a D tackle specifically. All right. Like, where did you have Wyatt going? Like twenty three ish to the to the Cowboys. Let me look up the exact if, number. If they twenty four. Twenty four. If they drafted him at twenty two, I'd be thrilled. But then you're not having a wide receiver for two hours, and you're just screaming at Twitter. That's Twitter's problem. <laughs> like, like I said, turn off your notifications. Elon Musk is not going to be happy with you. So let me ask you this: If you, <laughs> Elon Musk, the overlord, uh, 
So if the Packers go Wyatt at 22 and then they still get a guy like Christian Watson at 28 at 28. Yeah. Am I happy with that? Are Packer fans happy? No. And average Packer fan is going to be not happy because he didn't do it their way and get a, a yeah. pick. Well, the average Packer fans. I know their name. <laughs> God. <laughs> but uh, would you be happy? Would I be happy? Yeah. I mean, you hit two uh, positions of need. I think Wyatt's going to be a phenomenal player. Um, you'd need to come away with a wide receiver in the first round, and preferably one with speed. Um, so. I'm out on Drake London with a fit for the Packers. He might be a good receiver, but he needs someone with speed mm-hmm. in the scheme. So if you can get like a Christian Watson, if you can get a George Pickens, uh, Traylon Burks even, um, you got to come in with one of those. And then I'm happy with whatever else they do with that second round pick on, or that second first round pick. Yeah. Honestly. I just, I am sick of watching teams run for 300 yards on them. Yeah. Like if there is a problem with that defense, it's stopping the run. Because all you have is Kenny Clark He's doing it. it by himself. And yeah. God forbid if he gets hurt, there's nobody else in the middle. Like, you like your boy Dean Lowry. I, I can't. I <laughs> honestly, with the salary cap things that they were maneuvering when Adam, yeah, I can't I believe he didn't get cut. I, you've been screaming for him to get cut for like a month now, two months. Yeah, what he's still doing on this <laughs> roster, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> sorry, Dean. Yeah, sorry, Dean. <laughs> like, but like, I just don't know what he's doing there. Or you know, or even like a guy like a true like three four defensive end, because you know you'll probably slide, you know, whether it's Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary kind of playing that outside linebacker position, but like a yeah. like a two hundred ninety three hundred pound defensive end, like they the middle of that defensive line just needs help. Yeah, I think you need like one more guy. I think Kingsley Kiki is like serviceable. Tyler Lancaster is the backup, but like you need someone else. Dean ain't cutting it. No. So whether it's, you know, a Wyatt or even someone else, is it that kid from Talking about Travis Jones? Is it the kid from Connecticut? Yeah. 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 He's That's, a true nose tackle. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they need. I mean, you think about like when this team, like when their defenses have been good, it's because Kenny Clark's been on top of his game. BJ Raji when they went to the Super Bowl in 2010, 2011. Like you need a guy to stuff the middle, eat up two blocks, free up the linebackers, yeah. and stop the run. So you would put like yeah, hypothetically, Travis Jones in the middle and then Kenny Clark on the edge. Or, I mean, they play those goofy fronts where you play Clark That's next true. to, like, Wyatt or yeah. someone else, and then you have four linebackers and five DBs. But flip side, like, you're not – well, I guess Zedarius is gone. But, like, last year they had, like, Zedarius, Preston, Rashawn Gary, and Kenny Clark. That was their four down linemen. Yeah. Do they find an edge rusher they like and move Preston inside? And the question becomes: Can Preston or Rashawn Gary generate rush from the middle? Yeah, and I, I don't right. know. I haven't seen enough of that of them. Right. Um, but they like love playing nickel as their base defense. Yeah. But then you you almost need like two guys that are three hundred plus that can just sit in the middle. Yeah, and just clog and, up. And just clog up. Yeah. And they don't have that right now. Right. I would agree. Yeah, they need to find like one more big body. So, you know, if they go wide receiver at 22 and then draft a guy at 28, I'm happy. If they draft a guy at 22 and go wide receiver at 28, I'd be happy. But those are the two positions of need, and I'd hopefully like to see them address it in day one. If they do it day two, I agree with you. There is like a 0% chance that they do not draft a wide receiver on day one. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's too glaring of a need. There's too many guys that can go in the first round. Yep. And 
yes, Twitter will have a field day. And if they don't, like, we were just talking about, like, oh, man, if they do that, don't do it at 22 and they do it at 28, if they don't do it all at all on the day one and they have to wait all night into day two, they're going to be fried on ESPN and NFL Network and all these shows and be like, what are you doing? I guess, you know, uh, uh, alternate universe. The problem is you got Kansas City sitting behind you, right behind you with two picks who are also going to be looking at a wide receiver. Yeah. But let's assume that a guy, maybe they have a high grade on a guy like Sky Moore. Maybe Christian Watson sneaks through the round. They do have two second-round picks to trade up into the 30s mm-hmm. to get a day-two wide receiver. Yeah. Whether it's Pickens, uh, Dotson from Penn State, mm-hmm. Sky Moore, yeah. Watson if he slips. So, you know. We'll see. Yeah, Packer fans will lose their shit, though. Yeah, I, I can't wait, man. Ten <laughs> days. Let's let's get this going, man. Let's go I can't wait. And right. it's in Vegas. Oh, man. I know. I was talking to a guy. He was asking me if I was going to go, and I said no. Um, you know, I have to like work on Saturday. It's kind of a busy time for my guys because they'll be hopefully going to mini camps and signing undrafted free agency deals. Um, but this is the year to go to the draft because I think it's like Cleveland and Detroit the next two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like if you have your chance between Vegas or Cleveland and Detroit, like go to Vegas. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Last four picks of the round. We got KC back-to-back here. First of all, do they stay put? Or are they in the same – is there going to be an arms race between Green Bay and Kansas City to get up into the picks 15 to 20 to get a guy? Yes and yes. Yeah. I think from listening to a lot of uh, different resources here, I think there is a 5% chance that KC stays put. They're like – from what I hear is they're trying to move up to like 10 and take a wide receiver, taking 20, uh, 29 and 30 and packaging those and going up to 10. They got 12 picks in this draft, and that roster does not need 12 rookies. Is 29 and 30 enough to get up to 10 without also giving a future or a second? Well, if you're the Jets, you're at 10. I mean, it, are you going to turn down? You yeah, would have you're going down 20 spots. But you have four. 29 and 30. You're getting three starters with a team that needs like 10 starters. And pick 37. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I think it'd be worth it. Even if like even if it's not 10, say it's like 13 of the Texans or 12, like 12, 13. You're looking at getting one of these top guys. You're looking at Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, or Drake London. Oh, I understand it from Kansas City standpoint. Yeah. I'm just, I, my question is, is What's 29 and well, is 29 and 30 together enough to move up 15 to 20 spots? Or is it going to be 29, 30 and like a future first or a future second or a second in this year's draft? I think I think Brett Feach is a very aggressive GM, and I could see him doing whatever he needs to take to move up to like that tennis area. Because the best comp that I can think of is the Bears last year moving up from 20 to 10. They and had to, a, uh, a future first-round first pick. Yeah. But they didn't have – a second first round pick to give them this year or that year. Yeah, but you're also moving up twice as many spots. You know what? Even I'm Kansas City, I'm throwing away. Yeah, you want my 2023 first round pick? That's probably yeah. like 30. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'm not. You know, it something really bad would have to happen, like Patrick Mahomes torn ACL, bad to be top 10. So I'm okay with giving up 32nd overall, 30th overall, if I can get a Jameson Williams. Okay. If that's what it costs. All right. 
Because they're talking about Jameson Williams might be the first, uh, even with the injury, he might go top 10, first receiver off the board. Would not surprise me. Me either. He's got phenomenal film. The more I watch him, the more I'm uh-huh. like, all right. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, that speed. In that offense. That's exactly oh where I was going. Oh, my God. Like, I know it's not easy to replace a guy like Tyreek Hill, but you get a guy who is probably a 4-2 something guy. Yeah. God. Everyone on their offense runs a 4-3, 4-2. Their luck. ability to space the field out yep. is just incredible. Yeah. With Pat's arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Okay, but let's assume they stand pat. Okay. 29 uh, and 30. Let's do them together. 29 and 30. Uh, so I have been going with Daxon Hill, like we just talked about, and 30 with Christian Watson. Uh, I mean, Christian Watson, six foot five, runs a 4 three forty. He might help replace the Tyreek Hill speed component on that offense. Um, and then that Daxon Hill pick, that helps replace the Tyron Matthew um, spot there. He can play multiple positions on your defense. Um, they they're going to be in division with they're in the arms race division right they, they are. have all these quarterbacks are going to be going against the herberts the cars the wilsons you need back end help on your defense to help prevent 35 getting hung on you and to be honest <laughs> you still might yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey pat you guys were 40 points a game bro that that those like 330 games in that division are going to be so much fun to watch oh yeah like the three yeah. thirty, you know, kickoff. Screw waking up early, man. We're just gonna watch the three o'clock yeah. games. That's where it's at. Yeah, I don't need to watch uh, Jags, Jacksonville, <laughs> Indy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Great, <laughs> Jacksonville, Houston. Um, yes, um, you know, both areas of needs. I I agree. They got to beef up the back half of that defense with with Matthew leaving. Um, it's gonna be hard to replace a guy like Matthew, but you just talked about you know, Daxton Hill's versatility. It's probably as close as you can get. Yeah, and for a safety end of first round from a positional value standpoint, it's a good spot to be. Yeah. Um, and if they get a guy like Christian Watson again, who's a little bit raw, but a guy with that speed, with that size. Yeah. Perfect fit. Yeah. And to be honest, of all the rookie wide receivers, whoever Kansas City gets might be the best fantasy option. Interesting. So you think that... Either, either Kansas City or Green Bay. Yeah. I was like, Green Bay might be the number one. Um, just because of the, who their quarterbacks are. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm just looking at the, the board quick of who could even compete with this scenario here. Maybe maybe the Chargers, but that would probably be about it. But the Chargers, the problem there is, even if they get a guy at 17, probably option three yeah. as a rookie. Yeah. Green Bay is going to be option one mm-hmm. or two, depending on Aaron's thoughts about Lazard. Kansas City is probably going to be option two behind Kelsey. It'll be interesting in Kansas City. Like, if you don't get a top guy, you're looking at, you know, MVS, Mikkel Hardman. You still have some bodies left over. So you're going to be – it depends on who you get, I mm-hmm. guess. It does depend on who you get. It depends on how far up they go. Yeah. Like, if they trade up 10 spots to 19 and get a guy like Burks, mm-hmm. Traylon Burks would be yeah. the best yeah, rookie yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. But, like, if it's Christian Watson, I'm not sold on him being wide receiver one day one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Because he's so raw. He's come from North Dakota State. It's a big jump to go from North Dakota State talent to, hey, best division in football talent. Agreed. Um, but for those dynasty leagues. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. going to be a lot of guys drafting yeah. whoever the Packers pick yeah. and whoever the Kansas City picks. Yeah, keeper Guaranteed league, our, our keeper league, man. <laughs> exactly. I know Mr. Ben Reed will be like, oh, 
first pick. <laughs> Christian Watson. Yeah, well, he doesn't have any picks till round five. He's the oh, yeah. he's the Los Angeles Rams of our <laughs> fantasy team, our fantasy <laughs> league. Yeah. Um, all right. Cincinnati at thirty one. Super Bowl runners ups. They did a lot in the offseason, specifically around their offensive line, they which had is to. good. They yeah. needed to. Got to keep Burrow healthy. His knees scare the hell out of me, so you got to keep him on his feet. Yeah. Um, who do you have going here at 31? So I'm sticking with the theme here. We're going offensive guard Zion Johnson, just a mauler inside. He's going to help Joe Mixon in the run game. He's going to help shore up that uh, middle of the defense or middle of defense, middle of the offensive line. Um, protection wise for Joe Burrow. You brought in Alex Kappa to help. You bring in Zion Johnson. You got Jonah Williams. You start. You, know, you got Leal Collins too from the Cowboys. So you start making a, like you know a solid to great offensive line. Mm-hmm. You got weapons for days. I mean, you can compete with anybody. Yep. Like they showed in the in the AFC uh, championship game. Like you can take down Big Ben Mahomes, mm-hmm. Thanos himself. So. Yep. Um. Totally agree. I've mentioned Zion Johnson's name like six times today, yeah. so I love this pick at 31. Uh, they That relationship between Burrow and Chase is special. Yeah. Um, so you, you, saw, you see Chase's goals next year? Mm-mm. Triple crown. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? As um, a 23-year-old, oh, my God. He might be one of the best wide receivers in the next 15 years. Like it might be, and like all, I'm talking like all time, like the Randy Mosses, the Jerry Rices. He like could like in the next 15 years, he's like that guy to be in that pantheon. Mm-hmm. Well, and like he could not have fallen into a better situation with Burrow. Yeah, like the their trust they Burrow. have, their neighbors. <laughs> they went to college together. Yeah, and Burrow's good. Yeah, Burrow's which helps. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that team, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. Super Bowl losers usually have a hard time the following year. They're yeah. in a tough division. Yeah. Um, it depends. It depends if Watson is. Yeah. If there. he's not there, I mean that division's wide open. Still got Baker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't think Baker even wants to play there. No, he's pissed. Yeah. He's really pissed. Yeah. Clipboard um, Baker. Uh. But uh, you got Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, but who knows how that defense is going to bounce back if Lamar progresses in his passing ability. I, right now on paper, looking at it, I'm taking Bengals over the Ravens uh, for the division. Yeah, you know, I was, I've been hard on the Ravens. But, the, man, were they beat up last year. Yeah doesn't help when your former mvp quarterback missed what do you miss three four or five games last year yeah um and they had injuries at other spots but the the ravens don't scare me because they just they don't either they don't have the weapons or they haven't utilized the weapons on offense like hollywood brown doesn't scare me at the wide receiver position no not really i mean he's got the speed but like he's not a guy i'm i'm game planning around no the only guy you're game planning around is lamar's legs and mark andrews yes yeah so like, can they get somebody on the outside? Can uh, Dobbins like get healthy and mm-hmm. go back to like that prototypical Baltimore running Gus back? Edwards too. Gus Edwards. Um, Pittsburgh's going to take a step back just because Trubisky's there. Yeah. Um, Cleveland, who knows? Yeah. Deshaun could be there all year. He could be there for a game. He could not be there at exactly. all. Exactly. 
So it probably is Cincinnati's division still to win or lose. Yeah. The thing that scares me about Cincinnati is like I don't like what they're doing with Bates. Like I don't like that they're tagging him. It's the right short term move. But I think like now that you have Burrow and Chase, you talked about this, you're now a free agent destination mm-hmm. because of your quarterback. Yeah. But you're sending messages to the league like we don't want to pay our top guys. Right. Yeah, that's not a good look. No. So you still got you still got a lot of talent on that roster where they can pretty much go and do whatever they want to do with this pick. I would just stick with Zion Johnson and shore up that offensive line. Yeah. Well, and otherwise I could see them going defensive backfield like corner like you got you had this you know, you had to hang Eli Apple out there in the Super Bowl and he got torched. Yeah. You know, not not so, good. Um on the flip side if they do go offensive line, like it's amazing to look back and think about what Joe Mixon did with that offensive line. Yeah. Like if he has anywhere close to last year. Mhm. Oh my god. Like mm-hmm. he's going to have 1500 yards. Yeah. Joe Mixon, I think, is like a top five running back in this league. And But know, I would not have said that prior to last season. Really? I don't he's got the talent. He just had nothing in front. It's like Saquon Barkley. Like I know, but like where was where do you think the average fantasy draft position was for Mixon last year? Third round, fourth round? No. No, like top like running backs fly off the board in the in, in the fantasy. first. So first maybe second round. Maybe. Let's see what the internet has to say about this. All right. <laughs> Looking at the Twitterverse. Yeah. Um, anyway, I wasn't high on him. Maybe it's because it's just Cincinnati, but. I mean, the guy can. You won't get people sleeping on him this vision. year. The guy has vision. He's got elite athleticism. He can catch the ball with any running back in the league. He's got all the talent in the world. It was just a matter of him getting and staying healthy, him getting the touches, and basically Joe Burrow made the leap. Like, he was playing with whoever was Joe Burrow's backup last year for because like he only played like six games so he was had no offensive line and getting stacked boxes yeah um rb11 with an average draft position of 16.8 so middle of the second round yeah <laughs> round four like i would i, I would love it <laughs> fourth pick all right uh and then we close out round two or round one, excuse me. God, my head's in the clouds. Uh, Detroit. Detroit with their pick uh, from the Stafford trade. What do they do here? So I could definitely see them trading out because this is probably the most highly prized pick on the back end of the first round. But let's say they stay in pat here and they go Boye Mafi from Minnesota, the edge rusher. He runs like a four-five-three. He's super bendy. He's like, Comes off the edge, real nice, like pure speed rusher, right? You can mm-hmm. bend around the corner, kind of like a Von Miller, if you want to think about it, that kind of bend. Um, not that big of a bull rusher, but he's got traits that make you go, wow. You know, he could develop into like a, a really high end pass rusher one day. It's just he doesn't have it yet. So to go back two weeks, you got the Lions going Malik Willis at two. Yeah. If they don't go Willis, they go like Hutchinson yeah. if he's still there, or Thibodeau, or um, Trayvon Walker. Do you think they go? Do you think they go Corbin? bookends? Bookend, bookend edge rushers. 
they could go anywhere with these picks because that roster is so bad. But yeah, I mean, screw it. Take two edge rushers. Just build that defense. You know, if you get like a Kayvon Thibodeau or a Aiden Hutchinson at two, Trayvon Walker, and then you take like a Boye Mafi or a Carl Aftis or like a Arnold Ebikite, like go for it. I'm whatever you want to do, go for it yeah. because you need everything. I think that's an interesting strategy. Um, not a bad one in this division. Um, Rogers, Cousins, Fields, you're going to have to chase all over the place. Yeah. Not a bad strategy. I think that one of these picks is probably a quarterback. Assuming yeah. they don't trade in and out of the out of the thing, whether they go quarterback at two or 32. I, like we were talking about, like, we, we, we both think they're going quarterback at some point in this first round because you got to sell hope. You can't just sell Goff again. And Goff's not the guy. Goff no. will play this year because he's got all that money pretty much guaranteed, but he's pretty much free to be cut next year. Yeah. Unless he has a huge resurgence back to like his rookie year with the Rams. Yeah. Well, not his rookie year. Or that was his, Jeff Fisher. That was the Jeff Fisher year where he looked. Was it his second or third year they yeah, made the Yeah, it was when McVay went there. Yeah. Uh, but unless he gets back to that, you know – like they got to draft a guy and whether it's Howell here, maybe Ritter's still sticking around. And they're going to be too good to be a two win team. I think they're going to be like a four or five win team. I really like what Campbell's doing down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think they're going to be in the tank for Bryce yeah. or tank for CJ next year. Yeah. Um, you got a good offensive line. You got Swift, Jamal Williams, our boy from green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawkinson, I mean, if golf can be serviceable, I mean, you got a serviceable offense. Uh, defense is where they're really bad. So, you, if you took two bookends on that line, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, but like you said, they got to sell hope. They got they got to sell jerseys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like sell they, tickets. Yeah, sell tickets. God. Yeah. Um, so I think a quarterback's going here. I, I'm still fascinated what they do at two. My gut tells me they get out of that pick. You think they're going to trade back from two? Yeah. I think like Carolina. Oh. Maybe Atlanta. Oh. Those would be my two picks. I don't think. What would it take for Atlanta to get to number two? To go from eight to two? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> but Atlanta seems desperate enough to do it. Oh my God! You just need so much, and if you're giving away future firsts, like that's so it would risky. Be a, it would probably be a first this year, and then maybe it'd be at two least, other firsts. Yeah, I say at least your first next year. Maybe but if you're the Lions that. and you get that offer, oh, you're taking that. You run out of the bank. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, you need over the next three to four years. You need as many picks as you can get. Yeah, and then you just got to wait out Aaron Rodgers. Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Just, All right, we're just gonna wait till Rodgers retires, guys. And but that's think about, what game like plan. if if the Packers would have traded Rodgers, think about how much that opens up the division. Yeah. Now you probably have Minnesota as the favorite. Yeah. But they could win the division at ten and seven. Yeah. Yeah. I just like if you're Detroit, you need to get a Godfather offer to move off of number two because, I mean, to me, Malik Willis, he has the most like potential to be great in this draft because there's no guarantee that you're going to be number two again next year and taking the CJ Stroud. There's no guarantee. I just if don't you like this guy. If you like Malik Willis at two, you got to take him. If you like Malik Willis at two, you got to take him because the guy, the team who's trading with you is going to take him. Right. So I just, what I'd be curious is does the lying scouting department believe that 
Malik Willis is worth the second best, the second overall pick in the draft. I guess the flip side of that is like it doesn't matter where you are. Like if you're second, is he worth the second pick? Is he worth the sixth pick? Like if you're if you were Detroit, say, and you were picking at second or sixth or tenth, and he was on the board, would you take him? Yeah, I see what you're saying because if you need a quarterback, you, you need, need a quarterback. One. Yeah, you need one. It's like the Giants Daniel Jones conundrum. <laughs> He's not worth sixth, but <laughs> would you take him if he was at 16? Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I think Malik Willis is going to be great. I mean, he might not be great year one. He's super raw. He put a liberty, but like his athlete, elite athleticism, uh, big arm talent, like can just hit any spot on the field you want. So. And it's not a bad spot to draft quarterback either. You, you run golf out there, and then by the time the end of October rolls around, yeah, you throw in Willis. Yeah, you know, give him a couple months to you know get used to the NFL. Yeah, throw him out there. You win four or five games. And it's not like your offensive line's going to get him killed. Like you still got you know Sewell Decker you got Frank Ragnow at the middle you got a good offensive line yeah like you're not gonna get this guy killed so run him out there sell him some hope you you got Swift you got Jamal Williams you got some you got, you got guys that can take pressure off him you got Amonra St Brown you got Hawkinson you got talent around him mm-hmm. it's not like he's gonna be thrown to the fire and just you know get ruined yeah it'll be hard to ruin him if you did that if they do not draft him at two. I don't think they're trading out of thirty-two. If they don't draft, if Malik they draft, Willis, if they don't draft Willis at two, they're staying. They're at staying at thirty-two prior to draft. I could even see them moving up. Right. I could see it moving up to like twenty and taking like a Matt Corral or a Desmond Ritter or whatever they want to do. They don't think he's going to fall at thirty-two. Yeah, because I think depending on how the top ten shakes out, you got teams like Carolina, Atlanta, Seattle. Washington. So to me, who could all trade into that pick for a quarterback? To me, quarterback is the one position that I don't just wait to see who falls to me. Like, ah, we got Sam Howell. He fell. Great. It's like, no, no, no. I want Desmond Ritter. Sam Howell sucks. I want Desmond Ritter. <laughs> I'm going to go get him. Yeah. So, like, you know, if you're 32 and you're like, yeah, we'll take, you know, wh- whichever the five guys falls to us and we're cool with whoever. I just don't think that's a good organizational philosophy. It's like, no, you did your homework for the last four months. You know who you like. Go get them. The problem is, like, if you're Carolina and Pickett's your guy, for example. Yeah. Willis goes two, and then the Saints hop you and pick Pickett. You got to pivot and just go tackle. Yeah, but then at 32, you go up and get a guy. You have to really like a guy, yeah. But I don't think they pick – like. Carolina, they'd be really bad if they had to go back up into the second or up into thirty second overall because they don't have a second round pick. That that pick is down on the Jets, oh. so they're. I don't pick until the third round, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, Atlanta then maybe. Yeah. So, all right, fascinating stuff. Anything else on the first round? Uh, not much, man. I just uh, I can't wait. Ten days away. I hope the Packers don't blow it. Um, <laughs> need a first round wide receiver here, Goody, and hopefully Dean Lowry does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been ragging on <laughs> Dean Lowry for months, so <laughs> I haven't gotten beaten up yet. All right, man. Well, we'll get together one more time. There's only one more mock draft Monday before the real draft next Thursday, and we'll kind of just lump rounds two through seven together yeah we can talk about like like sleepers sleeper guys, guys like. who we think yeah. maybe go in the middle rounds that um yeah might be good long-term guys um all right well thanks everyone for listening we'll do it again next week monday 
and we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Love, 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 love